This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I got to go get him in the middle of the night because they had a fight. I got to get him in the middle of the street because he vomited in someone's car. Oh, that's how you can say. You, you right. can't continue with the conversation. You can say, no, I never went through that. Right. No, I, I already told you, you that. Do you know he's disabled? Yeah. If we said one more time, I'm going to beat you up. Do it. Stop. Do it. Stop. Peter. No. I'll fight you back. Peter. That's the Good difference. Lord. Yeah. Peter. I'll fight you back. Peter. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Everyone's Business But Mine with me, Kara Berry. I hope this uh, second week of the new year has been good for you. It's been fine. It's been solidly fine for me. Um, Before we get into the episode, I wanted to do a couple of announcements. I was fortunate enough to be the guest on not one, but two podcasts in the past two weeks. So I want you to check them out. First of all, I was on Christian Snow's podcast, The Slut Pig Pod. We talked all things Bravo, Ultimate Girls Trip. Orange County. So if you were wondering about any of my thoughts about any of the Bravo things that happened last week, since I did not recap them, you can go over to Slut Pig Pod and check them out. It was a great, fun conversation. Also, I was on a podcast called Ready to be Petty with um, Tori. She is so fun. We talked a whole bunch of things, all things pop culture. So again, another fun conversation. So check out Christian's podcast, Slut Pig. Tori's podcast ready to be petty and just you know more me and you know who wants that not me but hopefully a couple of you do (laughs) so with that being said let's get into all of the mess that we have been um dealing with in the past week well before i get into that i guess i should talk about where i'm at with scheduling I don't know why I said this because I'm still not concrete on everything, but uh, here's the thing, you guys, I'm two weeks behind now on Vanderpump, (laughs) so (laughs) haven't even watched it. So I don't know where we're going with that. I think we're probably going to go nowhere. And actually, here's the deal. 
we're just I'm just probably not going to be talking about Bravo until Summer House comes on. But you know what? That's next week. So y'all be fine for for the next week Um, in its place on Fridays. I'm going to be in in the Bravo space. Um, I'm going to be talking about Married at First Sight, uh, what I will be doing in terms of Summer House. I don't know. Mind your business. You'll figure it out later. Um, I don't know why I'm getting so defensive. None of you asked me, and now I'm mad because I've set a bar that I'm afraid that I'm not going to be able to set or scale or whatever you're supposed to do with a bar. Um, so <laughs> here, here we are with that. Uh, yeah. Okay. Now let's actually talk about some Bravo things. So shocking. Well, was it shocking? I don't know. I think people were maybe more surprised about this than they should have been. But it came out that as the ladies over in Salt Lake were filming their reunion, um, there was a, to me, not at all surprising absence in one Mary Martha Cosby. Now, I mean, should we be surprised? No. Everything about Mary is completely unpredictable. You never know where you stand with her. You never know where you're she's your friend or she's going to be do a racism on you, you know? So I was not shocked to find out. I mean, given it's been like back to back episodes now of her being like blatantly racist towards multiple groups of people. I, and not only that, um, cause Christian and I talked about this is that there is a point where you can be, there's growth that can happen from racism, right? Um, there's growth that can happen from problematic behavior. But what we've seen on Mary in the face of being, in the midst of being, um, you know, accused of these things, it's like she doesn't know. Um, I thought it was a compliment. I can't imagine that I would ever say something like that. I don't speak like that. It couldn't possibly be me. And to quote Bethany Frankel, which I'm only going to do like few and far between because I don't care for her, but she was right when she said this. And I believe she said it about either Sonia or Luann. I think Sonia, that you can't be smart and stupid at the same time. Martha, Mary Martha Cosby will say that she's so smart. I'm so above this. I'm intelligent, blah, blah, blah. But then it's when she gets called out for stuff. It's like the brain just goes right out the window. And I, you know, you can't be smart and stupid at the same time. So there's really, to me, no redemption for that. Because it only in my opinion, seeing how she's behaved when people are calling her out, I just don't know how you would even get to like, oh, and now I understand the impact of my words. And now I understand that it was hurtful. I, I wouldn't, I personally would not believe her. I, but it's also, you know, that's up to the people who were victims of her words to, to, uh, you know, believe or not and, and to accept her apology or not. But the apology clearly isn't coming. And I think it's pretty safe to say that she won't be returning for season three, which is something that I've been saying for weeks now. Like, Lord knows she was not going to be coming back. There was no way for her to come back. She painted herself into the corner of never being able to come back. And, uh, you know, I, I don't have any sympathy for her. I don't have any empathy for her. This is everything of her making. I mean, I don't think anybody feels sorry for Mary, but um, yeah, I mean, that's it. That that enjoy the rest of your episodes of season two because that's all we're gonna get off off of Mary. Um, well, unless you go to her Instagram and I forgot about these, she just posted them what last night. 
I guess this was in response to people wondering where she was at the reunion. Another, where does she, what, what is the app that she uses for her apologies? What is the app that she uses for her, like uh, her, her notes app apologies? I don't get it. It's always like very ornate <laughs> and it's really like uh, not befitting of the moment. Remember she, when she um, quote unquote apologized for uh, comparing Jen to a uh, Mexican thug, um, she used a uh, pretty obviously royal uh, roaring 20s font and template for that apology so for this one we have a a very ornate uh picture frame with a uh, slightly more somber than the roaring 20s one grayish dingy dishwater background so um if you were looking for an apology, you did not get one. If you were looking for any sort of uh, contrition or understanding of uh, where she is, well, here we go. So two slides. Slide one says, TV watching lowers IQ. IQ. <laughs> Let me start again. TV watching lowers IQ and it increases rudeness too, period, space, dot, dot, dot. <laughs> Quote, reality TV is junk food for our brain. And in the same way that junk food rots our teeth and makes us sick. And this is all in bold. Bad reality TV rots our brain and makes us. And then we decided to to stop the impact at us. <laughs> Bad reality TV rots our brain and makes us rude. Says Dr. Marsha Sirota, a psychiatrist, a coach and professional speaker at who's to say, because she just took a screenshot and just slapped it onto this template. It cuts off. Um, So then slide two says reality shows have a negative impact on our children in more ways than one. These shows focusing on bully, focus on bullying, aggressive behavior and unhealthy competition. And kids often tend to confuse reality TV with the real world. And her caption is food for thought. And then there's an asterisk. And then it says bad reality TV with a quote. So not sure if that's a quote. Or, or just a notable thing. But anyway, it says hashtag things that matter. Love you all. Trust the process. Two exclamation points. Red heart emoji. Prayer hands emoji. Then the hashtags. Love, hate, no reason. Unhealthy food. Protect yourself. Love truth. Reels. Stay happy. Protect your life. Racist. Racism is reason to walk. Love you. Seek truth. <laughs> Oh, uh, you see what I mean when I say like, you really just don't know, where am I? I? I'm looking up and I feel like I'm in a whole other dimension after reading that. The the tags. And let us not forget that in her tag, the tags for her um, apology for calling Jen a Mexican thug, she said, hashtag apology accepted. First of all, you didn't apologize. And secondly, um, you can't just say apology accepted after you post the apology <laughs> Somebody would have to ha- actually accept the apology, and I don't think that's happened. I actually think that Jen was actually pretty upset by that, and I actually think the Mexican cu- community was uh, also pretty upset with that. Um, so, okay. <laughs> hashtag racist, hashtag racism, hashtag is, hashtag reason, hashtag to, hashtag walk, hashtag love, hashtag you, hashtag see truth. I just had to read that again. Oh, Lord. 
let's just um keep going with the bravo news so we can end on you you know who i'm gonna end on um let's talk about raquel so i know that there was a lot of to do about the last episode of vanderpump i'm under of the understanding that uh people don't like brock anymore and that they are thinking that he's kind of slimy and apparently he wanted to roll his engagement to Sheena into James and Raquel's engagement party. People thought that that was um, cheap and people thought that that was tacky. And I, I agree. Um, I think there were reports of like, oh, well, he wanted to, Brock wanted to, you know, we were about to end filming. Brock wanted to get these things in at the last moment. So they kind of had to like condense events but like just and just propose to her like did you have to propose to her on the show is that like a requirement that you had to steal somebody else's moment in order to make a moment for yourself like that's weird that that's a weird thing maybe i'll i'll probably watch uh, the episode after this but um, but with that being said uh to get back to Raquel and James we now know that they've broken up their engagement effectively ended before the reunion um she was on shenanigans she was on Sheena's podcast and talked about the breakup. And I actually thought this was pretty interesting. So she says that the breakthrough moment for her when she knew that she was going to have to end things with James was um, on Thanksgiving. And she said it was real there when I realized that I didn't want to be in this relationship anymore. But she says that she didn't tell James at on Thanksgiving because she and her mom were both worried that he would like flip out on them and ruin the uh, holiday. And she says, as we have seen on the season that James has had an issue uh, for the whole, the entirety of their relationship with him getting along with his, her family. They don't really like him. They feel like he's volatile. They feel like he's mean to her, all true things. They don't like him for a reason. And she says it was getting to the point where my family and him were not meshing well. And the future of Thanksgivings and Christmases and holidays was looking like it was either going to be James or my family, especially if we had a baby for seeing this future and what it was all coming down to. And I was like, I don't want that. So it came to the point where they were watching an episode of this season. James had complained to her about how he didn't have a funny storyline on the show. And Raquel took this moment, like the girl boss she is, to tell him that he had been too busy not supporting her emotionally in the way that she needed to support her. So he was like, oh, I didn't know that you felt that way. And the conversation just kept going. And I was, it was like word vomit. It was like, this is how I've been feeling and I can't keep it in any longer because I'm not going to be an honest person because I'm not being an honest person and I'm lying to you and I don't feel comfortable with this. So I just told him that my heart isn't in it anymore. And I said, I don't appreciate the way that you treat other people. It's not how I treat other people. And a piece of me dies inside each time you mistreat somebody. So James asked for another chance. She said, I gave you another chance and this is where we're at. And... She says, 
she was really surprised at his reaction that he's actually like pretty calm. She was preparing for the worst that it was going to be a total blow up, but she's like, you know, he actually ended up respecting my decision and he was understanding and he actually listened to what I had to say. So she goes on to say that they're friends or they're trying to be friends or she would like them to be friends. And they've been best friends for years and she just doesn't want to cut that off. And honestly, it sounds like she has a very healthy attitude about the whole thing. There was a rumor that came out, uh, gosh, maybe Saturday or Friday that Raquel had been cheating on James for quite some time. I don't know that I believe that. I don't know that Raquel is capable of that. Like, I just, I don't see her as a cheater, but if she is, it's really, you know, opens up another layer for me of, of intrigue. And I would like her on my television for at least one more season to just see how that all shakes out. I actually think if we can just base season 10 around Raquel, Charlie, um, Katie breaking up with Tom, um, Ariana as kind of like the Lisa Vanderpump of this, where she, where people are coming to her because she's like a little bit older, a little bit wiser, that sort of thing. I, let's just take Vanderpump out of it. You know, we can see her, um, you know, shuffling around with, with, uh, her husband and the dog 2.0 and in the background and that's fine. And you guys can have a couple conversations, but I just, I don't need to see these people. I don't need to see Lala. I don't need to see Lala do anything. That's what it really all boils down to. <laughs> but I think, I think there's still life in the old dog yet. I just think we need a total restructuring of the whole situation and restructure it around Raquel. Thank you and good night. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. As we all know, when it comes to everyone's business, I like to mention it all, but when it comes to mine, I like to keep things a little bit closer to the chest. But that method doesn't always work when it comes to your mental health, and we all need a way to purge and get it out. Therapy is a safe space to do that and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down by learning positive coping skills and all the tools you need to help you be the best version of yourself. 
BetterHelp is entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. So you can just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. So get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash everyone's business today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash everyone's business. Okay, now I want to share my thoughts about the Real Housewives of Miami, the last episode. Uh, The explosive conversation. This is really all I want to talk about. The explosive conversation between Alexia and her sons and Todd, her fiance, now husband. I have never seen TV like that. It was raw, uncomfortable, Yikes. Now, I don't know if you guys know, but Alexia's son, Peter, has gotten in trouble not too long ago, like within the past few days for some domestic violence, uh, putting his hands on his girlfriend charges. Um, So when I saw Peter, I knew that there had been rumors about him and that he had been in some trouble and was like living a, a fast life, so to speak. But I and I told you guys, I was like something in his face something right there something ain't right but okay so you guys corrected me I get it now I was under the impression that so Alexia has two sons Peter and Frankie uh Peter is the party boy Frankie is the younger son he got into a terrible accident a few years back and he has like um, cognitive issues. So now he's in Alexia's care, ostensibly. Um, so there was a blow up that Alexia tells us in the first few episodes between Peter and her fiance, Todd, in which we find out Peter had given Frankie, they had gotten high and Frankie's blood pressure dropped and he ended up passing out. It was a whole thing. Todd flipped out on Peter. And now Peter and Todd don't fuck with each other. So apparently what was said is that Peter was like calling, uh, excuse me, that, that Todd was calling Peter like a good for nothing addict, loser. Uh, you're lucky that your stepdad uh, left you with money. Otherwise you wouldn't be anything. That kind of stuff. Your dad, your biological father was a drug dealer. Like, basically, you're a piece of trash. And I'm sick of you. Something along those lines. Alexia is somehow able to get Peter and Todd in a room so they can speak one-on-one. So she and Frankie go to, like, the hallway. (laughs) Wasn't really giving them any privacy to, like, overhear what conversation was being had. Wow. I've truly never seen anything like this where Todd is telling him like, you know, basically like I said what I said, (laughs) you shouldn't be giving your brother drugs. Like he has cognitive issues. You, if you really want to care for your brother and you want to be there for him and, and you want to be the support of a little brother who's there for him, um, stop taking him out to the clubs. Why is he coming back to the house with bruises all over his body? Why is he passing out at the table? Like you're taking, like just go out and play basketball with him. Like spend quality time with him on his level and not taking him to fucking Lavo to party with whoever the hell, you know? 
And Peter counters back, like, you don't know, you're not, you weren't there, you know, when he was really on his, on the mend, like, I'm not, I'm the one who had to wipe his ass. I'm the one who had to like, you know, do all these like very personal things to help my brother. Like, you don't know, you don't help, blah, blah, blah. It gets to the point where uh, Peter starts crying and Alexia comes and she cradles Peter and they have this moment and they're hugging each other. And Todd's like, he calls out Alexia too. He's like, basically, you don't do anything for your son. You don't do anything to try to help him. You don't do anything to try to help him be better. He's just like basically left to his own devices. Neither of you guys do shit for him. And when Alexia is like, why don't you do anything to help? He's like, well, that's not my son. This is not my family. Wow. Now, Todd throughout this whole thing is making claims of tough love. That if I didn't say these things in the way that I said them, then nothing would get done. And damn, like he really came for her mothering skills. Basically was like, you got two good for nothings. You're not helping the one who's actually helpless. And then here's this piece of shit party boy who's not doing anything and he's only making your life worse. And then you guys are ignoring the fact that this, that, uh, that Frankie needs help and he could be so much further in life than he is right now, but you guys aren't helping him. And this ended up being like a come to Jesus moment for Alexia and was like, you know, maybe we need to do need to start getting him help. Todd is telling them both that they all need therapy because they're all fucked up. (laughs) It's like, Todd, why did you propose to this woman? If this is how you felt, why did you propose marriage? Why did you propose to live a life that you seemingly hate? You don't think that she's capable of raising her sons correctly and you want to marry her? It is so wild to be hot, you know? (laughs) Like, I'm sorry if this is like a a petty or a shallow thing to take from it, but it's like, this is what hot people do. This is what hot people do. Like, he can say all of these horrific things to her and yet he still wants to be with her because she's beautiful. Oof. Oh my gosh. Okay. The only other thing that I wanted to talk about is like Larsa and her adventures through OnlyFans. And when she said, (laughs) when she really said with her whole straight face, now granted, I know she has a straight face because it's been shot to hell and she can't move it. But she really said with her whole chest that (laughs) somebody asked her, I think Adriana asked her, like, do your kids feel some type of way about you being on OnlyFans? She's like, no, they think it's for moms. (laughs) No, the fuck they don't. Larissa, you have two sons. All all of your kids are teenagers. One of your sons is in college playing ball. One of his is in high school playing ball. And you think these two like 16 and 18 year old boys don't know what OnlyFans is and that they think it's for mommies? Like it's Pinterest? Girl, Larissa, stop playing with my face. <laughs> oh, all right, you guys. Let's get into our last bit of information. I'm upset about it because here's the thing. I was really going to come into this saying like, here's the situation between Kanye and Julie, Julia Fox. Here's why we shouldn't be interested in it. And I think that there is still a case to be made for that. But then I read more up about Julia Fox and then I thought, you know what? This might be the bitch for me. If you guys don't know, Kanye West has been engaged in a, uh, 
what, a 10-day romance, I guess, <laughs> with um, actress Julia Fox. You probably know her. She played Adam Sandler's girlfriend in, in uh, Uncut Gems. She is, uh, you know, a magazine fashion kind of darling. She's crazy hot. She's got this, like, curvy body that, you know most of his uh, ex-family members could only dream of. I'm not sure how real hers is, but it looks better than Kylie's. Anyway, um, so they have been dating. They went on a date to Miami um, and New York, and all of a sudden, all these pictures drop from Interview Magazine. And it is accompanied by an art with an article by Julia Fox. Now, I don't know if it's fair to say this is an article. It's literally just two paragraphs that I'm going to read to you, but it goes as follows. I met Ye in Miami on New Year's Eve, and it was an instant connection. His energy is so fun to be around. He had me and my friends laughing, dancing, smiling all night. We decided to keep the energy going and fly back to New York City to see Slave Play. So... Okay. Um, Ye's flight landed at six and the play was at seven and he was there on time. I was impressed. After the play, we chose to do dinner at Carbone, which is my favorite restaurants. One of my favorite restaurants, obviously. Um, they went to Carbone in Miami as well. Um, just, I guess, a timeout to let you guys know. If you guys aren't, uh, don't live in New York, Carbone is like the it place now because they've decided it is. It's like, you get really good pasta. I have not been yet. I'm probably going to go for my birthday. I mean, so I shouldn't talk shit about it. So if anybody at Carbone, if anybody in New York has a connection at Carbone for my birthday in February, just uh, holler at your girl. But anyway, um, Carbone is being absolutely terrorized by like the downtown scene. It's like the cool place to be, but it's now like it, everybody's talking about it too much. And now it's like, it's in that weird stasis of like still very cool, but also like very passe. This is all like New York politics is so stupid, but here we are. Um, so anyway, the article continues at the restaurant. Yay directed an entire photo shoot for me while people dined. The whole restaurant loved it and cheered us on while it was happening. After dinner, Ye had a surprise for me. I mean, I'm still in shock. Ye had an entire hotel suite full of clothes. It was every girl's dream come true. It felt like a real Cinderella moment. I don't know how he did it or how he got all of it there in time, but I was so surprised. Like, who does things like this on a second date or any date? Everything with us is so has been so organic. I don't know where things are headed, but if this is any indication of the future, I'm loving the ride. So let's unpack this. Okay. Um, first of all, there are videos. Somebody posted a video of uh, Julie and Kanye doing this, uh, uh, a photo shoot in the restaurant. Nobody's paying attention. She is like fully, they are posted up in between all the like too close tables. It's very obvious what's happening and not a single person is paying them any mind except for the one person who is recording this <laughs> just for posterity's sake of proving that nobody was clapping and cheering for them as she was doing this photo shoot. Secondly, I mean, we're never going to hear a sentence like he had me and my friends laughing, dancing and smiling all night and we decided to keep the energy going to fly by flying back to New York city to go see slave play. <laughs> what? <laughs> I honestly could faint right now. Um, 
Okay, I mean, clearly everybody's like, this relationship is, like, produced. Clearly, he's doing, uh, you know, his Barbie dress-up 3.0. He did it to Amber. He did it with Kim. And now he's doing it again with Julia. It's very interesting. I think the types of women that he chooses... I don't, I can't remember a time where we've heard of Kanye, like, there have been rumors about him dating dark-skinned women, but yeah, the ones that he seems to want to go public with, um, all pass the paper bag test in some form or fashion, um, it's also very interesting to me, and I saw this on TikTok, so I can't take full credit, but I was thinking it too, so just so you know, that these women that he, like, pulls up from the gutter, if you will, are all women that have sex work backgrounds. Um, Like Amber was a stripper, Kim, I mean, she wasn't a sex worker, but the sex tape obviously was like a big um, pull for Kanye. Um, And Julia has a past as a teenage dominatrix. So um, the the connection between these women who, you know, Kanye kind of like pulls up and that they are, he gives them access to a life that they would never be able to, or never would have been able to achieve on their own. Like, I think that's an excellent point. I don't really know what he is doing. (laughs) I know that like, as a Kanye fan, he in historically speaking, has always talked about like his fascination with sex workers and porn and uh you know porn stars and it's I don't know there's some sort of like my theory kind of and like clearly they're like a muse for him but then he's also like they're sort of indebted to him even though he's inspired by them, it's almost also this like Madonna whore kind of vibe. I don't understand why he like feels the need to just totally blow up their, their um, style because all of these women, well, maybe not Amber because she really wasn't that well known before getting with Kanye, but like Kim and Julia are known for their style. They're known for being like sexy, curvy, what have yous. I don't know. But then I did, like I said, I did some digging further on Julia Fox. And this is almost giving me like the feeling I felt when we found out that Black China and Rob got together. So here's what I found in my digging. First of all, Homegirl's got a podcast. And in said podcast, apparently she's made it very clear, like even as of like a couple weeks ago, that she is a big Kardashian fan. Has been watching the had been watching the show. Was upset about the show ending. Um, big fan of Kim. Wanting to talk about Kim and Kanye's divorce. Wanting to talk about Kim and Pete getting together. So like even obviously these are like very current uh, news cycle bits of information that she was like all in by Teddy Mel- Mellencamp about, and it's on her podcast. You can hear it. The second bit of information that was most intriguing to me was that days before she goes on this date in Miami with Kanye, she put her baby daddy on blast in a way that was like, damn, girl. Okay. So apparently early to 2020, she announced that she was that she had a baby. I don't think people knew that she was pregnant. She did like a pregnancy photo shoot and was like, oh, I had the baby. Best thing that ever happened. Thank you. Um, 
But then it came out that, like, she had been married to this guy. Um, I believe he is a pilot, a private pilot, something like that. Um, she married him in 2018. They had the baby, broke up. And so this whole time they've not been together. <laughs> she, even, she even was quoted in saying in an article, I'm sure he would like to have me back, but that's not going to happen. <laughs> mess this is my kind of carrying on um so a few days like a couple of weeks ago she pasts to her instagram stories and is like post a picture of her baby daddy and there's clearly a picture behind him um that has like horns so it looks like he has devil horns I was like, has anybody seen my baby daddy? And then just like goes the fuck off on him. Like he's probably spotted at like these like downtown New York places or maybe you find him out on the streets and is basically like, I'm just feeling so bad for my baby. Um, I want him to be not have a deadbeat dad who's like too interested in partying and doing drugs and being a father. Like he left me and my baby all alone at the apartment to pay all the bills by myself and like, fuck this guy. Right. The baby daddy, Peter claims that he doesn't know what she's talking about. He's really upset that she would even say that. But like, he also says that she's clearly struggling. And he says out of respect for her privacy and to protect our child, I will not comment further. Now, obviously this would hint towards some sort of substance abuse or whatever, you know, I'm not going to make any claims about that, but I will say that she, um, stated when she announced the pregnancy that she claims that Peter a thousand percent in her words, a thousand percent intentionally got her pregnant but that she was happy about it anyway. So this relationship sounds bad, real bad, real, real bad. Um, messy. Um, Julia seems like a girl who really, uh, lives her life out loud and does not seem to be afraid to speak up and say how she feels. And for this to be, uh, pairing with Kanye West, I think that Kanye might, uh, regret, this decision and honestly i'm here for it blow it up girl blow it up anyway um let me end the episode with my thoughts on the latest episode of van just like that ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. (laughs) 
okay, so this one is directed by Cynthia Nixon. And I thought it had a very different feel to it. Like, it felt like a movie. It felt very cinematic. It didn't feel like a show to me. So for that reason, the whole vibe was off. And it just felt, it had like a very serious, not even a miniseries vibe to it. It just felt very movie. Like, this could have been Sex and the City 3. And I would not have known any differently. Um, the whole situation with Carrie's new apartment, I just thought was so, it could have been handled better, but it just wasn't. And I don't know why. (laughs) It didn't seem like when the episode ended, I was like, was that necessary? Did I get any thing from this? Like weird stage apartment that she lived in for like 15 minutes before she decided to move back into her old apartment i i don't know like i mean i guess it served the purpose of like i need to be moving forward but it's like that wasn't her apartment she didn't like it so staying in the old place is like oh my god is is she gonna be stagnant no who cares (laughs) who gives a shit the second thing that really was weird was carrie's like uh going to the constellation constellation uh facelift consultation with, um, I always want to call him Mario. That is not his name. Anthony. Anthony Marantino. Um, she, Anthony talks her into going to this facelift consultation and they go, the doctor is Jonathan Groff <laughs> of all people. Like Leah, notably, uh, Leah Michelle's only friend, Jonathan Groff. Um, he was the doctor. Who did he have to pay to get, to let that happen? I don't know. Um, He's the doctor and he tells Anthony, you actually look great. I would not recommend a facelift for you at all. But you, Carrie, well, you can do whatever you want. But I think that, you know, let me just put up your face on the board and have you look like Rita Repulsa from fucking Power Rangers. And uh, we'll just see what we can do. And here's, uh, click that, click that, this filler facelift lighter and then it, it was clearly just a picture of Carrie from like season two of Sex and the City <laughs> of like what she could look like if she got all this work done um I feel like we didn't land on anything like is she gonna do it or not like what was the point of that I don't know and then ugh, hey it's Che Diaz all over um you know, uh, Miranda and Steve's nice little Brooklyn and sheets when that scene of her masturbating to this like Skinamax flashback of she and Shay hooking up in Carrie's <laughs> apartment. Like Brady's knocking on the door, just saying like, Hey mom, I'm going to go out and do whatever the fuck. Uh, are you okay? Oh uh, yeah, yeah, Brady applied. Just like uh, I'll, I'll be, I'll be out there soon, and she's like fully masturbating while her son is talking to her. Yuck! She couldn't have just turned the <laughs> turned the vibrator off for five seconds. What is wrong with this woman? What that would never happen. My Miranda, please. And then later, she has the nerve to get mad at Charlotte for being shocked at what she tells her about hooking up with Che. Now, again, I said this before, like, I feel like they're really making Charlotte seem like this, like, oh, I can't handle anything. Like, just constant on a state of, like, you know, just, like, can't handle her emotions. Just wild, 
emotional woman. And Miranda's like, I'm going to tell you something and you're not going to like it. You're going to have a big reaction to it, but I'm going to ask you to not. And imagine if your friend told you, hey, girl, even though I've been married for like however many years, um, I was at our friend's house getting my bean flicked uh, while our other friend who was incapacitated pisses a bed and we got into a whole fight about it. And, you know, <laughs> that's going to warrant a big reaction. And Charlotte was absolutely right. Like, what you just told me is big reaction worthy. Like you can't take this away from me and can't act like I'm the one being hysterical. That was a big story, girl. That was a lot. So at first there was, you know, some confusion and she, you know, Miranda's like trying to say like, Oh, you know, I'm really attracted. I had a sex dream. I've been having these fantasies about Che and Charlotte's like, Oh yeah, me too. I had one. We were on a ferry. I don't know what happened, but we were on a ferry. It was hot. I get it. They're hot. I totally get it. But and she like explained to her like no this wasn't really a fantasy much as like a uh reworking of, of historical facts and events and you know she is trying to tell charlotte like you know charlotte's like okay what about your whole husband what about that she's like well i don't know but i felt alive she's like charlotte says a finger made you feel alive <laughs> great question i mean at least you two you know um, and then to go back to the movie part, they like spun off in this new storyline with Miranda's professor and her fertility issues and how she didn't want to go to dinner with this other couple because the the woman's always getting pregnant and then they're always like making her feel weird about um, not having a kid. And so they have this and then they have this whole thing and it just felt like a totally different movie or, or a totally different show. It didn't even feel like oh, this is sex in the city, but with different people. It just felt like this is an entirely different show. Did the editors accidentally put this into the and just like that footage? Like, <laughs> it, what? It just felt very different. And I, I'm like here for it, but it just, the tone of it was just so not what I'm used to. Uh, talking about the and just like that cinematic universe really makes me like understand what like star wars nerds and like marvel nerds really go through because i'm talking about i'm thinking like this would never happen in the original version this is not canon i think that's what it means when people say things aren't canon (laughs) anyway is that all i have to talk about Oh, well, you know, I'm just going to end this like I always do with the perennial question of why is Steve deaf? Are we ever going to find out why he's deaf? And with that, I think that might be it for me. Um, You guys, Patreon is popping on and popping. Uh, January, like I told you guys, is going to be the beginning of the Kardashian era over at Patreon. So um, I started off last week with Chloe. It's a big one for me and they're only getting bigger, you guys. So check it out. Uh, Patreon.com slash EBBM podcast. If you want to give me a five star review, I wouldn't complain about that. You can do that now, not only on Apple Podcasts, but you can mosey on over to Spotify and click the little star and give me a five star review on that one. So um, thank you guys. Be blessed. I'll be back Wednesday with Sister Wives and Friday with Married at First Sight. Uh, love you.